Hello, everybody, and welcome to Marketing Miss Podcast. I'm Tobaria. I'm Aaron. And we have another good episode today. Today's episode is going to be that display ads don't work. That's the myth we're going to yeah. talk about today. We get this one a lot. We do. And it's something that we decided that because we get it a lot, it's probably time to address it. Yeah. So, Aaron, how are you leaning on this one so far? If you had to put out a preliminary judgment. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> How does that work? Uh, I, I believe they work. Oh, you believe they do work? I do. I do believe they work. What about you? I think they work. It just depends on what your target objective is going to be. Exactly. So for the record, let's get it. Let's talk through uh, what are display ads. Right. So there's a lot of different terms, display ads, banner ads, um, you know, basically any visual ad that appears on a website, app, email, things like that. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah, those are display ads. Yeah, and so, and a reason I think a lot of times um, ne- uh, display ads get some negative pub is because there was a there was a period of time where they got a lot of bad press, where people were saying that more than uh, one half of paid online display ads never even appeared in front of humans, where they were like loading below the fold and, and you know, they were being charged as an impression, even though there was no one that actually saw it. Um, They're talking like there are some sketchy agencies out there who were, you know, receiving kickbacks and volume discounts and things based on fraudulent impressions. So they were hyping up their impressions just for them to make more money and screwing their clients over, essentially. Um, and then also to some ad networks and publishers traded bot traffic. So back and forth between the two because it earns more money for both of them. So they were kind of in cahoots and, and it's <laughs> terrible for the end person who's trying to make money for their business or run the display ads. But for the publishers and the and the networks, it was good. Well, a lot of that came out recently, and there's been a lot of uh, there's been a big effort in the in last year or so to to make hey does did the display ad render, but was it also seen is a big deal because it won't count as an impression unless it unless it's seen. And so a lot of the major ad networks and publishers that you guys that we use that you guys would most likely be using have has have addressed these issues. Um, but that was a big reason why people, you know, were just saying, hey, I want to steer clear because I have no way to to combat this at all. I remember that. I remember that um, the, the viewable impression one. Yeah. Like you mentioned that ads were coming up below the fold and, you know, people were still getting charged impressions. And I think one of the major advertising platforms out there, Google, mm-hmm. really kind of like spearheaded the charging that one and said, OK, we're going to separate impressions from viewable impressions. And I think they have to be above the fold for, was it five seconds, 10 seconds? Yeah, there's a threshold there's now. There's a threshold period of time. So I remember when that one first came out, that was a huge deal. And as marketers, we had to uh, adjust. Um, basically, the prices you know, went up a little bit. And just how we optimize and ran campaigns because we wanted to make sure that the websites and the different placements that we were using had a bunch of above-the-fold impression ad spots. Right. Yeah. So that was a big one. So that's a big uphill battle. And I think a lot of people still have bad taste in their mouth. Um, but if you think about it, it, that is such a short term strategy. Yeah. I mean, if you're an advertiser and you're spending thousands of dollars with a publisher and they're telling you, yeah, your ads were in front of 72 million people or there were 72 million impressions. And then you got like one click. 
I mean, if unless you're just wanting straight branding, but these guys were charging a lot of money, why would you continue to do that? Yeah. And so I think a, a lot of that too is those sketchy companies and publishers that were were just basically taking money from people. They're, they're gone because that business isn't sustainable long term. And Google realized that right away. Try to nip it in the bud and, and then continue to to make strides to to make sure that's not the case. So. Yeah, that's one good thing Google does. They look at the concerns about um, what the advertising community has, and they, they want to make sure that the end user who is going to be receiving the ads has the best ad experience possible. And if they're not, they're going to make changes that at first may seem to hinder or hold back Google's advertising platforms, but they understand that if we stop cutting corners in the short term, we'll go further in the long term. Right, right, right. So the next thing here is, is what does it doesn't work mean? So when people are like, hey, display ads don't work. Well, what, what, do does, what does that mean? Um, and so you really need to start with managing your expectations. So through a straight display ad campaign, you're not going to get a 5% click-through rate. No. <laughs> 5% is good in AdWords or paid search. You are not going to get anywhere near 5% on a display campaign. Do you want to guess what the average uh, click-through rate in December or, or uh, January 2018 was? 0.07. Oh, no. No. You were low. Well, well, uh, 0.35%. 0.35%. Which... Is a pretty good click-through rate. Very good click-through rate. And so that was at the average on the Google Display Network um, during that same period. So that's Q1 2018. Uh, during that same period, the CPM, so the cost to reach a thousand people, was two dollars and eighty cents. And then your average cost per click was seventy-five cents. So if your expectations are to to get tons and tons and tons of conversions or get a very high click-through rate. Uh, yeah, they're not gonna. It's not gonna match. You're not gonna meet those expectations, and then you're gonna say display they don't, ads don't work. Right, but that's not what display ads are used for. Okay, so but think about this too. Where else can you hand me under three dollars, and I will get your ad in front of a thousand people? Not many places. If I mean, anywhere. Right. Or if I say, hey, give me three quarters, so seventy-five cents, and I'm gonna send someone to your store, which is sending them to your website. A click to you is the click through to your website is just like sending somebody to the front door of your retail store. Yeah. I'm going to give me quarters under a dollar and I'm going to send someone to your store. Do you think they would take that? I think, I think everybody would take that. I think a lot of people take that. I wouldn't, I've never would have thought about it that way, but that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk through some things, um, about, what makes display ad campaigns, display ad campaigns effective, um, and what you need to do if you're running them. If you're running display ad campaigns and you're and you for whatever reason in your mind that you they're not working or they don't work, well, take let's look through some of these tips and then audit your own campaign. Okay, to see. So first of all, start with retargeting. Start with it. Start with it. So we just did an episode on uh, does retargeting work. And I said it does. I think it does too. So what what to do then if you're struggling with if display campaigns work is start with retargeting. These people have already been to your website and they left. So 
reach them again. Reach out to these people. Show them ads. They're already interested in your business. Stay on top of their mind. Exactly. They may not have bought from you the first time that they visit your website. For whatever reason, they're still in the product research phase. But just because they are not ready to buy at that point doesn't mean that they don't want to. And life happens. Everybody's busy. Stay on top of their mind. Show them another ad. Show them that dress or hunting gear or whatever it is that they looked at when they came to your website. Yeah, exactly. So start with it. You're going to get some wins. You're going to get a higher click-through rate uh, uh, historically than just a standard campaign. So if you need to justify this to you know to the the people who write your checks, you know, approve your budgets, start with remarketing. Show some wins, and then let's move away from there. So then the second one then is. And I see this all the time, T, is you need to create ads in every size. Yeah. How many campaigns have we come into clients and they're running campaigns and they have like two ad sizes? We see it quite frequently. And one of the things that I saw in in my process of learning how to be a better digital marketer is that when you have a campaign that only has two or three ad sizes, you effectively eliminate yourself from putting your ad in places that don't fit those ad sizes. Right. So if you just have a 300 by 250, well, what about, you can only show ads in 300 by 250, and those one of the more popular ones, but think about all the people who don't do 300 by 600. Right. That's just prime real estate for you to go ahead and make sure that you have this big ad space for your brand. Yeah, it's crazy. So in the show notes, we'll link to uh, the Google and this is just Google too. Keep in mind there are other display networks, but you know Google lists the top five ad sizes. Mm-hmm. But then there are an additional thirteen ad sizes that you could use if you're running ads in the United States. Are you running ads outside the United States? Well, that's eight more ad sizes <laughs> if you're running ads in Sweden and Denmark and Russia. Um, and so just know that. And then two. Or how many times have you seen T where people come in and they have they have no mobile ad sizes? We see that one quite frequently too, which is, I guess maybe they're not in the advertising world, so they wouldn't know that. But mm-hmm. if we looked at how fast and rapidly mobile advertising has increased over the last few years, because yeah. everybody has a iPhone or a Samsung or a large phone nowadays, right. so like that's another just huge potential that people are missing out on. Yeah, there's there's numbers out there that uh, mobile traffic has hit 50%. And it goes up and down and, and depends on the industry. And there's a lot of factors to it. But in general, half of the people that go to a website are, are on a mobile phone. So if you have no mobile ad sizes, you're saying, I don't want to advertise to 50% of people. <laughs> That's cutting yourself short by a lot. Oh my gosh, yeah. And, and and really how easy it is to just resize ads and things. So it, it's extremely important. All the ad sizes, we're going to link the ad sizes in our show notes. Also too, if you're not a designer, that's okay. Google's there to help you out. They have a, a, a software, a software an online program where they make it super easy to display or to create display ads already on the size for you. Everything's good to go. Okay, so you'll find that in our show notes too. So next, then uh, you got to create ads that are simple. Yeah, and you know what makes you know this doesn't sound crazy too is and make them visual. Yeah, I know these are display ads. <laughs> these are the visual display ads. But you know it's crazy how many people just put a bunch of text on them and have no pictures 
or have a picture that doesn't relate to what they're selling or just just make them so complicated that when you look at them, you're just like, I don't know what I'm seeing here. There's no way I'm going to click this. What is this ad for? Exactly. Make them simple. Make them visual. And make sure there's a super strong call to action. Us humans, we're simple people. Yeah. We're a simple group. We're simple animals. Tell us what to do. Click here. Click now. Download now. And sometimes, you know, we may let our curiosity get the best of us um, and click the ad anyway, even though we don't know what it's for. Then we get to your website and then we say, oh, well, this isn't necessarily what I thought it would be to leave right away. Mm -hmm. But then you get deeper down the rabbit hole and your Google Analytics bounce rate is super high. You're wondering why your display ad didn't simply convey what it is you were selling. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things we see a lot. And then next is give your display campaigns the same love that you give your search campaigns. If you don't know what I'm talking about because you don't run search campaigns, basically display campaigns, you can't just set them and forget them. Right. You can't just start them, say, hey, here's my money a month, run them and go. You got to check them every single month. There are, there's a lot of insight you can gather by going in there and looking, where did your ad, where is your ad placed? You know, just a simple, simple, simple example is, let's say the majority of your impressions come from weather.com, whether it's their desktop or the mobile app. Well, you're like, oh, cool, that's a big website. Well, guess what the average user, like the, the amount of time an average user spends on weather.com? Probably three seconds because they wake up in the morning, they open their app, see if it's going to rain that day, and then it says it's going to rain, and then they shut the app and go on to their work. Yeah. And so they're not in there. They're not able to view your ad. And also, too, if they're on their way to work, they're not going to click through that. Oh, look at this cool ad. I want to go check out this business. They just don't have the time. So that's an, it's an easy example of saying, hey, where are your ads showing? If they're showing on weather.com and you need more time to, to convey your message, maybe don't show them on weather.com or show them on, don't show them on some other sites. Show them on ESPN. Show them on other sites where people are sitting down and reading and, and they're consuming the content for a lot longer amount of time. That's a good point. And I think we have a podcast episode coming up about this kind of topic relating to search campaigns. But in this case, for display campaigns, as Aaron said, there's a lot of valuable insights you can gain from this. If you're running a campaign, Google has this great demographic report in there. You can see like, okay, I get all of my traffic from this campaign, a lot of clicks from the 25 to 34 age range. Mm-hmm. All this time, you may have thought 45 to 55 was your good sweet, sweet spot, but it's not, according to people who actually click and engage with your ads. All right. So there's a lot of good, yeah, interesting if, information you can be found from these campaigns. Yeah, and if that's the case, change the imagery, change the ad, change it up to maybe appeal younger, appeal older, or whatever that may be. There's so many optimizations you can do by simply going in and viewing your campaign. It's crazy. I, I don't think we can understate that one enough. No. Or overstate it? Overstate it? Overstate it. Yeah, there we go. We don't want to understate, understate it. We yeah. want to overstate that. Okay. <laughs> now, this is my last one, but I feel like it should be the first one, but I'm going to leave it with you at last because then you're going to remember it first. Be smart about your targeting. Every time you set up an ad campaign, you got to figure, you got to put in there, who are you going to target? You got to think about it, but then also you got to put it in there. So who is your customer? Who are, what are their interests? Where do they hang out online? What are you advertising? You got to, you got, I mean, is there a specific geo through Google display? There's a crazy amount of, uh, uh, options, targeting options, but even through like another, like a third party, uh, source like that we would use. I mean, you can get down to 
tea we were talking the other day. We only wanted to show ads when it was sunny outside. Mm-hmm. It might sound crazy, but that's a thing. If you're a car wash, you could serve ads only when it's sunny or don't serve ads when it's raining, things like that. I mean, and it just the amount of detail you can get in, it will blow your mind. And so you need to really think through and don't just target everybody. That's going to make your display ad campaign suck. Mm-hmm. If you target everybody and you get a bunch of impressions, woohoo. But nobody's going to click through and nobody's going to convert. So if you narrow down your targeting and you target the correct people at the correct time, you will see more effective ad campaigns. Yeah, they'll take your campaigns a long way. Yeah, you're going to pay a little more too. Adding those layers of targeting on, you're going to pay a little bit more. But you're paying more to get a higher qualified end viewer of your ad and so it, in, in most cases it's definitely worth it yeah and a little more can be the difference between um 50 cent and a dollar 50 cent but right. you want to pay per thousand people to view your ad but isn't that worth it if you can get a handful of qualified leads versus yeah. not yeah i mean there are billions if not trillions of of ad impressions every single day and especially just in the United States, I mean, mm-hmm. there are probably trillions. I don't know. I might just be making up crazy numbers, but there are more ad impressions available than there are people to view them. I think that's pretty obvious. And so be smart, target the right people. So that's it. But I have one tip. What's the tip? My display ads, tip of the day, Aaron's tip of the day. Um, mobile games and apps are a huge money waster money waster so think of i've got kids i know t you've got kids think of when your kids are playing games on your phone Mm -hmm. how many times they click an ad on accident or even yourself when you're scrolling through an app and you accidentally finger an ad and you come up guess what that company got yet charged money for that and so (laughs) if you're display ads and you're not it's it's re- you're running display ads. It's a good tip to go in and exclude your ads from showing up on mobile ads or mobile apps. Excuse me. So T's tip of the day is that Google effectively made it harder to do that. I know. So but I got a, I got a link. You got a link. I got a link in the show notes that'll lay it all out for you. There we go. There we go. You guys, so just go to our go to the show notes, and it'll say at the bottom there. It's going to have a link to a WordStream article about how you can go in and. Uh, get your uh, exclude your ads from showing up on mobile apps so and i think uh, to add to this to wrap up the show here um it's funny you mentioned that i think this opens up the door for a good podcast that i think you and i may have different opinions on mm. and that's the advertising within mobile apps but okay a little teaser teaser all right well so hey, what, what what's your final verdict on this one is this one busted or is it true that display ads don't work display ads work so the myth of display ads that don't work, I feel, is busted. I also feel this myth is busted. For the points you laid out, you just kind of have to manage your expectations and make sure that you are paying the same amount of love to your display campaigns yeah. as you do your search campaigns. What about you guys? Anybody out there have any successful ad campaigns they want to go through or talk through? Or how about what about people that are having a terrible time with display ads? Let us know. We'd love to help you out or talk through it with you. So, yeah. Well, thank you for joining this episode of Marketing This Podcast. I'm Tim. I'm Eric.